Well, welcome back everyone to another week on the Oh, I Did It Again podcast with Tanya and Rachel. And we Hello. have another guest with us today. Can you believe it? <laughs> we went from having no guests to just guest after guest after guest. Exclusively but... guests. Yes, but that's okay. So we are joined my, by my other best friend, um, mm-hmm. Anna. Anna, welcome to the podcast. Hello, thank you for having me. <laughs> um, so actually, it's fitting that you are joining us because we're about to talk about your like your introductory, but it is the beginning of Taurus season. It is. Actually, I didn't even think about that. It's like the first day. Mm-hmm. And here and we our, have our Taurus our, queen. Our favorite Taurus. Yes. So Julia. Anna, you are a podcast listener, so you kind of know the gist, but why don't you introduce yourself to our podcast family? Hello, I am Anna. And like they said, I am a Taurus. And... Any other things? Uh, You're not a big Hogwarts or Harry Potter fan, but if you're not a big Harry Potter fan, but I know I am a Hufflepuff. Yep. Um, We'd be chilling, celebrating 420 in the Hufflepuff (laughs) cottage. Truly. (laughs) I have to quick side, like I love the jokes online about how Hufflepuffs are just a bunch of stoners. Like, yeah, that's Mm -hmm. that's fair. That's fine. I also need to, well, I want to finish your introduction first, but I have a note about 420 marking the start of tourist season. But okay. go ahead, go ahead. I don't want to um, take away from your introduction. You want to do Enneagram at all? Oh, I don't know my Enneagram. Okay. I need, I, really? mean, I, need to re- I need to retake that quiz. I feel like it's probably yeah. changed. Yeah. I Last time I took it I, was in high school. I never feel that mine is accurate. So I yeah. self-identify as a five because I always get seven and I just don't. I mean, I must have some seven tendencies, but I feel like five is yeah. where, but anyway, so yeah. Yeah, I don't no judgment. a lot about Enneagrams. Like I know I'm an eight, but I don't know. Like there's wings apparently. Like I think yeah. maybe it's your other two. I don't really know. Like I haven't dived into Enneagrams as much as other personality mm-hmm. tests. So. Yeah. I don't know. Anything else you want to share? Um I can't think of anything. That's fine. Do you know your moon or your rising sign? Do you want to go deeper oh. on the astrology yeah. side? Or your Venus? We don't talk about that enough here. Uh, that is true um you're an Aries and Aquarius aren't you yeah let me just pull up Snapchat because <laughs> yeah, me. I mean yeah. honestly it is a hidden feature of Snapchat and it is helpful yes it is especially when you can look at other people's and it's- yeah yep. moon and Aries rising nice. Aquarius and I'm Aries and Venus all right wait <laughs> you're Venus and Aries. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Got confused there. That's fun. That's yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I. I. That's a lot of Aries. I feel like. What was your but, your rising was Aquarius. Okay. Which I feel like makes sense. Like when I found that, I was like, this makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. You're a little bit different. You're a little bit weirdo. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it is interesting. Aries is before Taurus, so. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, to be a fiery, to be a fiery moon and like a, a dedicated earth moon or earth sun rather. Yeah. And then an air rise. Yeah. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. What was you, what were you going to say about entering Taurus season on 420? Yes. So my beloved cousin, Christiana's birthday is today. Happy birthday to her. She is a listener. Um, and she is an Aries though today. Is, she's, she's probably a cusp, honestly, but yeah. if you're listening on it, you're an Aries. Do not let this celebration of the beginning of Taurus season on your birthday convince you. Otherwise you're an Aries. You're not a Taurus. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I do think it's funny actually I saw like a meme like a, a tourist season entering on 420 <laughs> like yeah this also makes sense <laughs> mm-hmm. That's up. yep so then the other ways obviously you also know we love talking about uh sexual awakenings and several mm-hmm. like, celebrity crushes mm-hmm. so either way how, how which way would you like to start Your sexual um, awakening sexual awakening sure why not okay. um why not I was thinking about it and there's a celebrity that was a sexual awakening and that would be Josh Hartnett in 40 days and 40 nights um right. why specifically <laughs> <laughs> because of a certain scene in the movie because he had to abstain from sex and 
there was a girl that he really liked and there was a flower and <laughs> things blossomed guys <laughs> and I was just like whoa that's that's a really cool scene did not really like what I, I should not have I should say I should not have been watching this movie at the age that I was yeah yeah that's neither here nor there yeah you to my parents <laughs> um but I was like oh okay yeah and that was yeah that was probably the first time um and then there's also just like a high school crush like woke something in you yeah yeah. that existed for yeah for a while there and I was like yeah that'd be cool and then it happened and I was like yeah it was all right (laughs) what do we what do we say I think we've said this on the podcast don't hook up with your like don't go back it's to not... your hometown and have sex with people you went to high school with. <laughs> Move down. Like you think it will be fun. No. It's only okay. <laughs> it's fun for like two seconds. No, no. <laughs> and then it's not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's well, what about Josh Hartnett up to these days? I think about him periodically. He was such a thing from like yeah. 2004 to 2008, was, yeah, I would say. Early like, 2000s, heartthrob. Heartthrob. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, yeah, he was I always hope you're doing Harvard. well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was mm-hmm. definitely team Josh over team Ben. Yeah, I'm not sure what he's up to now. I don't think he acts much. Yeah. Well, I hope he's getting good royalties and residuals from something. Pearl Harbor, probably. Yeah. So he's cleaning up. Yeah. So what anyway, about currently? Celebrity crushes. Celebrity crushes. Uh, at the top of the list is Seth Rogen. Yep. happy 420 Seth. happy 420 enjoying it well yes um, probably in a bowl that you've you've hewn yourself probably in a self-made yep. yeah pipe i do want to buy his pottery so. god i would fucking love it what a dream yeah um and then jesse eisenberg mm-hmm. okay I had this all in my head um oh yeah Milo Ventimiglio, <laughs> Team Jess all the way, and I just love you so much. She knows my list. <laughs> I don't know. If I, Zach I, don't know I like Kristen Stewart. Yeah, he's a yep. good one. And then mm-hmm. I think I'm going to replace him with RDJ. So no, Zach Zach Efron's no. like. He's Maybe like top six. ten. Yeah. 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 Top ten. Sure. You gotta have an yeah. older man in there. Rachel yeah. would approve of that. Yeah. I would I definitely agree. I definitely agree. Yeah. RDJ's that's... good. And he's good at all like 80s Robert Downey Jr. Also extremely hot. I mean, yeah. just the good ones are good all the way through, you know? Yep. Yeah. Perfect. Aged very well. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, he did. Yep. Yeah. Those are my sloppy crushes. Perfect. Nice. That's good noise. Good mix. I don't think we've had any of them. No, no, Before. I think you're first so, on all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that one. I love when that happens when we have yeah. new celebrities to add to our crush lists. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So today's up, we asked Anna to come on, A, because she's one of my other best friends. And so she, we have been wanting to get her on. But B, like mm-hmm. in our conversations, Rachel and I in planning the season, realized we haven't really talked a lot about like the bad part of relationships. Like we have, but like, more from like a single girl perspective right like how much it sucks to like ghosting and all of the bad stuff of just trying to get into a Mm -hmm. relationship but like we haven't like we've had amber on now um and a couple other people like talking about relationships but we haven't talked about like the bad stuff aka like cheating breaking up with somebody like Mm -hmm. when you get into a relationship and things don't work out right like what to do yeah like (laughs) what to do what that feels like as somebody who Again, my last long-term relationship was 12 years ago, and I'm the one who broke yes. up. <laughs> like, yeah, famously, I have very little experience, little yeah, research so, experience, yeah. Yeah, so Anna, you are currently engaged, actually. I am. Mm-hmm. Thank you, thank you. Ow, ow. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Going to be celebrating on July 14th. 15th. 15th. I know the dates. <laughs> and, for, and 14th, in truth. True. A yes. wedding weekend. Yes, but like you've obviously had to go through a lot in other relationships to yes. find the man that you want to be was <laughs> engaged to a long road yeah 
So uh, yeah. we figured we talk like really that the, the topic of tonight's episode is about cheating, like infidelity, mm-hmm. because yeah, I mean, what they call it, like one of the oldest sins, like I would argue that almost everybody has had some kind of an impact from infidelity, whether it's they know somebody who cheated on their partner with who has been cheated. Mm-hmm. They themselves did. You know what I mean? Like it's one of those yeah. things where I think everybody has some mm-hmm. kind of an impact of cheating from various yeah. reasons. Yeah. Right. And Anna, your first relationship, you were cheated on. Yes. Did you want to dive into just like maybe what happened, what that felt like, like some of the red flags looking back <laughs> that you I mean, unfortunately ignored, but again, you were like, what, 20, 19, 20? You were all kind of dumb at that age. It's all part of the process. Sophomore in college. Mm -hmm. uh, The relationship itself lasted longer than it should have. It was a year and a month. Um, Mm -hmm. And the red flags were like right from the get-go like yeah oh my gosh like looking back now if I could like reach out to my younger self and be like wake the fuck up yeah. like yeah. um just like things he said about like past relationships and how one of his girlfriends said that he was controlling and like oh that's weird like why would she say that he's like yeah I don't know and then he would proceed I couldn't tell you control what I would wear and who would you hang out with always wanted to know who I was hanging out with and um it was a long distance relationship for like the first four months Mm -hmm. and then he moved back to Michigan and so can I provide some context too that I do think oh, it's yes. like not like yeah. to add a little bit of funny because it is yeah. just funny so Anna and I went to the same high school to, like we grew up together we went to the same elementary middle high school and then college um and we really became friends like in college yeah. um so Anna's first boyfriend was one of my high school crushes like I Whoa. wanted to date him in high school <laughs> yeah I thought he was annoying in high school <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, just, and then I don't even remember how you guys reconnect. Like he reached out to me to talk about Tanya. <laughs> I don't even remember this. Yeah. He reached out to me to ask me a question about you. Mm-hmm. And then I don't remember the extent of it. But I don't remember. <laughs> he just started talking in. to me after that. But yeah. Yeah. Huh. I remember like you asking, like, is this okay? And Funny. at that point... Yeah, I did. Ask, yeah, I yeah. did talk to you about it. And at that point, I think I was dating Matt, or it was about. Oh, it was sophomore year, right? Were, yeah. Yeah. So I was like, I don't really care. Like, huh. yeah. <laughs> but actually, thinking That's back, funny. the first red flag was when he told me that Johnny Cash didn't have an original sounding voice, <laughs> and um <laughs> I love Johnny Cash you're wearing one of his shirts I am <laughs> wearing one of, I have like two shirts of his but when he said that I'm just like I'm sorry what I feel that's like-, like it's that's like the number one thing about Johnny Cash is his is the original sounding voice yeah like yeah I feel like that's a good example of like when you're a really young woman <laughs> navigating dating in this patriarchal world like truly you're able to like put aside what you really care about when a man like likes you. like you know what I mean like we talked about this before how a lot of women our generation kind of went through not a lot but like some myself included went through almost like a Taylor mm-hmm. dating phase like more of a, like an internalized misogyny thing right and so not necessarily the same but it's one of those things where like looking back we're like why did I think why did I still date that man yeah. <laughs> But like, it's kind of one of those weird things that women do is like put aside their likes and interests in order to like, I mean, I definitely argued with him about it and told him like, no, this is where you're wrong. Right. (laughs) Like Um, very wrong. But yeah, so knew him in high school, kind of knew that Tanya had a crush on him in high school. And Mm -hmm. so then when we started developing feelings, I'm like, I need to talk to Tanya about this and like all this stuff. Um, Things were okay. And then he flew out to Michigan to like, so we could like meet and hang out and whatnot. And then once the relationship was like defined, like, okay, like we're boyfriend and girlfriend, whatever, that's when 
all of the red flags just like immediately yeah. started, started popping up like um I was we had a scheduled like FaceTime like back in the day it was Skype mm -hmm. um and I was late to it because I was held up friend's house whatever and mm -hmm. that was like our first big fight and I was like so blown away by it, like completely made me feel like shit yeah and yeah. I think that's and I wish I had known the word then but like gaslighting me yeah hardcore yeah um but even before that like when we went and hung out with his friends while he was visiting afterwards he had texted me and basically complained about how I checked out every guy that walked through the door of the place that we were hanging out and I'm like the door opened, I looked over and I checked out literally everyone that walked through the door. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't understand like why this feel, but so like that was a the start of the red flags, but it all started after we like mm -hmm. solidified our relationship. Um, but yeah, constantly needing to know where I was, who I was with, what I was wearing to wherever I was going. Um a lot of controllingness and just like emotional and like verbal abuse um started to occur and then he moved back to Michigan and then just like more and more I like just getting me isolated away from my friends toward the point like I wouldn't talk to my friends about how he was treating me yeah mm -hmm. um I really didn't have like, like yeah I mean I feel like I mean, looking back, I can't think of you telling me until yeah. other people told me he was cheating on you. Yeah. Like afterwards, a lot of people were like, yeah, like I noticed this or yeah. I saw this, but like so many times in a lot of the other podcasts that I listened to about stuff, so like people don't know how to approach the subject. Like, yeah, they mm -hmm. don't know how to come up to you and be like, this person is treating you like shit. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's such a hard conversation to have, especially if you're not seeing it. Or in my case, I was just like avoiding it all and like just trying to I walk also, on eggshells. Yeah. I also mm -hmm. think Sean did a, <laughs> his name is Sean. Yeah. I also think he did a pretty good job of like appearing like as a very good boyfriend yes. in front of others. Um, oh yeah, like social media wow. wise, yeah. in front of others. Yeah, I feel like a lot of his control was behind closed doors. Yes. That like, again, like, but also like the the shitty part is, and this is me just admitting it, is that college, you're a really selfish person. Like, mm -hmm. there's a level of maybe I would I maybe I didn't even notice some of the signs because I was also wrapped up in my own relationship, which when yours was kind of starting really yeah. mine was ending yeah so there is a level two of like in college you're kind of just a shitty person because you're pretty selfish yeah. still at that point so it's one of those things too I probably didn't notice some of the things until later on and then I left when yeah. you guys I mean things probably started getting things, really bad right yeah that was when because we started dating when I was living with my two other roommates mm -hmm. Danny and Erica we were still together when we moved into a different apartment and that's when I became was roommates with you and yeah. Erica and them um but I was gone the but first you semester were gone the first abroad. semester and mm -hmm. that's when things yeah things were not great yeah and mm -hmm. then they just that's when the cheating occurred and everything kind of like well he also so he moved back to Michigan and moved to the city where we were in college yeah. And moved in with some friends that I knew from freshman year. So he kind of like implemented himself. Infiltrated. Into yeah. our, our friend group. Yeah. 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 And which was like at first like really cool. Like we were happy. Like he yeah. got along with those guys really well. I think mm -hmm. he's still friends with them to this day. Yeah. Which is like good for you. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, so yeah, then I mean it, it's hard to differ like how he started to treat me differently once he had cheated mm -hmm. um because basically what I I like to say is I was the last person to know about it mm -hmm. um everyone else knew but me and so he just continued to treat me like shit and I still remember there was one night and it's just weird how like memories just hold mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. he got very upset that we were watching the Victoria's Secret runway show, like their big full 
<laughs> thing. And like, we were just, it was on the TV and he was like there and he was just getting very upset by like, didn't understand why we were watching it. And there's there this whole thing about it. And so later that night, that became a whole fight in and of itself. Um, and so I was like, okay, like, so- sorry. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. here I am that. doing it again. Like, let me just yeah. like, apologize profusely mm-hmm. um and then i guess technically this is where you have to take over the story because <laughs> i vaguely you, remember that to be very odd like you basically gave him an ultimatum of yeah. you tell her or i will yeah so my memory is like not good sometimes <laughs> but what so i was studying abroad this that's like the fall of our junior year in college and I want to say our friends, Megan and Corbin reached out to me. Mm-hmm. Either we were FaceTiming already, like Skyping at that time, or we were just over Facebook Messenger and was like, hey, you need to know about this. Sean, I don't even know if they told me what he did, but like, he was like, like Sean made out with somebody. Mm-hmm. Like Sean did, like Sean cheated on Anna. And I was like, what now? Yeah. Like, you know, for a fact, like I'm pretty positive. I was like, you need to like, this has to be true. Like I, and then I, I think I reached out to Sean. I don't, yeah. I think we were texting, like, FaceTime. So, yeah, like, I don't was, think I ever Skyped with him. It was Corbin's friend. Yep. So after the fact, I I believe, if memory serves me right, is she talked to Corbin about it. Yes. Because she, mm-hmm. I think she was feeling she conflicted. She didn't know what to do. Yeah. Yeah. Because wasn't it, it was, I don't want to, this is not an excuse. It was kind of a drunken thing for both of them, right? He never really gave me a lot of details. I I feel like, and again, my memory's not great, but I feel like they were both drunk. Probably. Again, not an excuse, but, and I do think she felt remorse about, like, yeah. like I don't, like, she wasn't happy that it happened. And that's why, that's why I think it was also, she was drunk and when it happened. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they reached out to me and I, I don't remember why, but I, in that moment was like, I'm going to, we talked to Sean then like I'm not gonna just break Anna's heart I'm gonna like confirm with Sean like he needs to be the one and I think that's something we can talk about in general but like I reached out to him and was like I know this happened you need to tell Anna or I will like give him the give him a chance to be accountable for his actions and I want to like this was late at night like I like obviously in London it was a five-hour time difference like I feel like you called me I think in the middle of the night or like Um, really late so I I remember his sister reached out to me Okay. And his sister said, hey, you need to go over to Sean's apartment and check on him. I don't think he's okay. So, like, and this he, was like in the 24 hours, right? He like, couldn't even reach. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it was like the next day, technically, yeah. for me. Yeah. Um. So he couldn't even himself reach out to me. Like, I went over there not knowing what was going on. Right. I like mental health crisis, like, what's going on? Yeah. yeah. Um, so then, yeah, I, go over there and he's out on the balcony and smoking cigarettes which he thought I I knew he didn't quit but again like just another one of those lies that he Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. told me um and that's when he's like I cheated on you and I was just like so stunned that I was like very like very like I was like with who like yeah yeah didn't really know what to say and Mm -hmm. like also just like because of how long we were together and how much emotional turmoil I had gone through before I was like what did I do yeah like where did I go wrong yep um yeah and I th- that like we we technically we broke up that day and mm-hmm. I went back to our apartment and I think that's when I reached out to you and stuff yeah um yeah. and then later I learned that as soon as I left and then I did start talking to Tanya um so this is why like don't share your passwords with significant others you don't need to do that like you are allowed uh, a good he, and important tip to everyone he logged That's into my facebook and was reading my conversation with tanya to see what i would say about him i don't 
know if I know this or if I did, I completely forgot. I didn't find out until later, though. Yeah. Yeah. What a piece of shit. Yeah. Did he ever reach out to you about what you did say to her? Did he try to communicate Um, with you at all after the break? He did. He did communicate with me about it. And to be fair, I did the same thing, though, because I'm like, if you're going to invade my privacy, I'm going Mm -hmm. to invade yours. Because um, I also felt yeah. like he wasn't fully telling me the truth in regards to their yeah. relationship. Um, because I I vaguely remember what he said happened that like obviously a line was crossed. Um, mm-hmm. but then I was like, "Have you done anything else? Like, was there anything else that I need to know about? I need you to yeah. be completely transparent with me." And he said that he was, I obviously like didn't believe once, it. <laughs> once someone says that they cheated on you, like mm-hmm. any trust that you yeah. have for that person just goes away. Yeah. I didn't believe a mm-hmm. single word he said. Um, and I did see messages where he would like inappropriate, like mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. you shouldn't be saying to someone who is your friend, like talking to her about how he would love to have sex with a girl while she wears a skirt and like stuff like that and just mm. like so clearly yeah. <sighs> you <laughs> I have no ill will towards her like you know you're mm-hmm. your own person whatever like obviously too you will probably put in an uncomfortable position not knowing what to do your yeah. own emotions your own feelings like I'm not going to hate on you for that because <clears throat> mm-hmm. I know the type of person that he was towards me. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. And then we technically broke up. And then I convinced myself to get back together with him. Hence the, because technically I think it was like 11 months. And then I stuck it out for another month. So we reached our year and then one more month. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah, just one day had an epiphany in my three-hour civil rights class <laughs> where I was just like, I, I'm i tired of this because nothing changed. Yeah. Um, and I guess one, one detail that just still baffles me is after we broke up, he was upset that I broke up with him. And so... In his head, he thought it would be a great idea to reach out to a female friend who I know he had been physical with in the past and have her come stay the night with him because he was upset. And again, like there's zero trust there. And so to find out that that's the choice that you're going to make after you tell me you cheated on me not cool bro yeah like yeah not wow yeah that's a what a twist like not I mean twist doesn't feel right because it's not like that feels extremely on brand for what little I now know of him but damn what a straw to add on top of what a cherry on top of that Sunday. yeah Yeah. shit a walking red flag oh yeah what's he do you have you what's he up to now do you have any idea like do you keep um so abusive relationships and I feel 100% confident in calling it an abusive relationship Mm -hmm. because I struggled Mm -hmm. so hard to let go of that and um even then when I went and studied abroad in after 13 Mm -hmm. Um, while I was over there, someone who, cause he was living with one of his friends in our hometown, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. cause basically his wife kind of went to shit. <laughs> like he karma is my boyfriend like, like a cat. Yeah. Cause it loves me. Life mm-hmm. went to shit for him. He moved in with his friend and that friend was dating a mutual person that we both knew. 
And at one point while I was studying abroad, she reached out to me and she's like, I know you're still talking to him. I know you still have feelings for him. I know you guys are still hanging out and kind of have this like weird thing going on. I need you to know that like this occurred. And so then I'm like, cool. So then mm-hmm. I confronted him about it and good to know, good to know, good to know. Gaslighting is his favorite pastime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he told me she was a liar and that she likes to start shit like that and like basically like trashed on her. I'm like, she barely knows me. Right. Like, <laughs> why why would why she would choose she? to be that mean to me? Right. Um, and so when I called him out on it, he's like, Yeah, okay, no, you're right. I was like, thank you. Like, it really wasn't that hard. Like, we're not dating. Yeah. So why are you lying so hard lying, about it? Yeah. Um, but even then, oh, little <laughs> Anna, silly, silly girl. Um, I continued to talk to him well into our senior year of college. And then he he moved back to um where his parents were his mom was living in a different state so he moved back Mm -hmm. home to her and we were still talking and he got into a relationship but then the things that he was texting me and me knowing that he was in a relationship I'm like this isn't okay like this is wrong I don't want you talking to me um yeah I eventually was able to finally just like let him go yeah and I sent him back his favorite hoodie and a ton of yellow starbursts because I knew they weren't his favorite (laughs) and I said goodbye (laughs) I wrote him a very nice card that said I want nothing more to do with you yeah leave me the fuck alone um goodbye forever but yeah I think that's I mean it took yeah, a long time for me to mm-hmm. finally like get his grip off of me. Yeah, yeah. Damn. Even after all the the cheating and the lies. Yeah, I mean, it, what's hard is that there's a level of like immaturity, right? Like if that happened mm-hmm. to you now, if you weren't engaged, you'd be able to I handle mean, it a lot differently. Like, it's also it's like literally your brain not yes. being done developing. <laughs> like yes. you are still 100%. just in the final stages of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. system updates and yeah. yeah yep I mean there's a reason why people can't leave abused relationships yeah. right like yeah yeah at, cycle, at any like stage like let alone when you're young like there's a yeah like yep. the psychology of that is tough mm-hmm. yeah yeah the good the good doesn't outweigh the bad but you're able yeah. to trick yourself into believing that it does and I'm it is. yeah very thankful that the friends that I had during that time yeah were still there for me in the end and I mm-hmm. didn't fully lose them because mm-hmm. again like yeah the way that I was isolated from those people yeah. not hanging out with them I had to dedicate all my time to making sure his needs were met and yeah. making sure that he was feeling secure in the relationship while also beating myself down right like yeah just and like the isolation is such like uh um I lost the word that I was going to use to describe it. It's such like a useful tool of abuse and abusive mm-hmm. relationships to just, yeah, it's easier to get away with it if no one else is paying super close attention because you've yeah. cornered this person off. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. Good times. <laughs> well, but like this, the, the unfortunate part too is that like you got him truly out of your life mm-hmm. but the impact of that relationship has yeah. had like has had an impact on your other relationships yes like yeah. that's the thing about mm-hmm. cheating is that it doesn't just impact that one relationship it's very hard to trust men in your case right after that yeah. it's very hard mm-hmm. like all the red flags you ignored in him like, even if, like, one guy had something similar or said something similar to him, even if, like, maybe he wasn't an asshole like him, you're immediately going to be, like, shut down. Like, not, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think a good example, and um, I think given both of our experiences, 
Chris, my fiance, also experienced cheating in his relationships. And so we both have this like dark cloud that just kind of like lingers in the background mm -hmm. um, of everything. So like he has his own insecurities about it. I have mine. We both have our own triggers. Mm -hmm. um, so I think when Chris and I first started talking, there was one time I was texting my friends and I could feel him like lingering over my shoulder, kind of reading my texts. Mm -hmm. And so immediately I'm like, this, this is, I'm going to give it as a yellow flag to you. Yeah. But like, yeah, you, we need to talk about this and mm -hmm. how this makes me feel given my past relationships. Um, and especially like my relationship with Sean is really where it stems from. Yeah. And I'm like, this isn't okay. Like, and then we talked about it and how the trust and everything like that, um, and we were able to move beyond it. And I fully trust him. I have no mm -hmm. worries about him right. like snooping on my shit or anything, but right. yeah. it was something that I did have to address pretty quickly. Um, and we were able to talk about it, but mm -hmm. it yeah. is, yeah. I mean, something that just little things mm -hmm. that make you. Yeah. Make your skin crawl. Yeah. Un like, mm -hmm. yeah. Uncomfortable. Yeah. For some reason. Um, yeah. And I think it's just one of those things where, for my experience, is I've put in all this work to heal myself from it, but I'm never like fully healed. Mm -hmm. I don't think I'll ever be. Like, there will yeah. always just be that. I mean, I think it's like, I think a scar is a good metaphor for that. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. if you'll carry the scar for mm -hmm. forever, like yeah, they yeah. only fade so much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like it's, you're functional and like capable mm -hmm. of moving on and healthy, mm -hmm. but yeah. the scar is there. Yeah. Yeah. It informs, it informs what kind of a relationship you want now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and how you communicate your boundaries and what you're like, as someone who's never been cheated on, or I've never cheated on a partner, but I have residual trauma from infidelity from other situations in my life. Mm -hmm. Like cheating and infidelity is one of those things where I think in our society, we just immediately demonize it in a way that we don't are able to have like good, honest conversations about it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like we just like, again, with my residual, like, secondhand trauma from it, um, I, growing up, was like, oh, I could never date somebody who cheated. I could never date a cheater, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But then, to be very honest, I know people in my life who I care about deeply who have cheated on their partners. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think it's the old, like, a tiger never changes its stripes thing. Yeah. But, like, it's so, it's just not, like, so few things in life are that black and white. Yeah. Like, no one yeah. is all good or all bad. And yeah. to paint everyone by the same brush, it just, yeah. Yeah. It's tough because there are, but there are some people who like, that is a hang up that they, for like, they'll never be able to get past it. They will constantly mm -hmm. break that, that bond, violate yeah. that boundary. It, I always think with cheaters, like, I, and this is such a simplistic way, but the feeling is always like, look into non-monogamy. Like, yeah. why are you, what is, what is it about it? Like, the violation of that but like I mean mm -hmm. I think some of it is like the thrill of the of the act I would think like yeah. that subconsciously has to play into it if you're someone who constantly does this but it just yeah. especially in this yeah. era that we live in of like again non-monogamy being more maybe not completely accepted by wider yeah. culture but certainly more accepted than it, at any other point in the last 500 years like yeah, I Why? think for me, I have with like the learning that I've done, I view cheating as there was a problem in the relationship and they chose mm -hmm. the worst possible mm -hmm. option to deal mm -hmm. with that problem. Right. Like I yeah. think you yeah. could like yeah. right, you could agree with that. Like not saying mm -hmm. that it's all his fault why he like he made the wrong choice. Yeah. But there was clearly a problem in your relationship and that's why he did that. Yeah. yeah like it's not like everything was good and no. made a bad choice right yeah. like 
everything was bad from the get-go. Right. <laughs> but I think like, I think even like people, and I was kind of wondering if like you could think about this, like I think people when they get cheated on are able to look back and say, oh, there were signs that something was happening. Like this oh, didn't yeah. come out of left field, mm-hmm. right? There are mm-hmm. usually signs that they're ignoring or whatever. So I was wondering like, I... do you feel like, like obviously there's already enough red flags and toxicity happening. Yeah. But can you like looking back? Could you you saw a shift right in the yes. way that he was? Yes. So, I think, and I don't know. I really don't know. I'll never get those answers. And mm-hmm. um, at the time, someone had said to me, "He's like, would getting those answers help you though?" Right. And yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you might be right. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, who knows? Who's to say? <laughs> is it just because of the person that he cheated on me with and the fact that she was willing to confide in someone and get the ball rolling that way or were there other incidences where he just wasn't caught I don't know um it is something that lives in the back of my head and also makes me wonder too if that's why he wanted to have such a control over who I was hanging out with, what I was wearing, because he didn't want me to Mm -hmm. be, I don't know, tempted in some way or another. Yeah. Yeah. Like Um, a lot of self-projection of like, yes. Yeah. That feels like projection 101. I need to make sure I'm being tempted in this way. I need to make sure. Yeah. Yeah. That like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And I like, I mean, clearly he was never going to really handle that situation well anyway, right? Mm-hmm. Like he chose the worst option because he had a lot of issues. And I I, I do mm-hmm. hope that he's gotten help and yes. is not doing yeah, that. Yeah, wherever he right? is. Yeah. yeah. But I think like you brought up a good point, Rachel, about like like people who constantly cheat. Like, so when I was younger, I would say like, no, I don't want to date somebody who's cheated. But now, like if I was to be interested in somebody and they told me like, hey, by the way, I have I cheated, cheated on a partner before, like yeah. this is why. Like, it would be a conversation. Like, I wouldn't be, a, like, an immediate dismissal for me. It would be, like, yeah. we need to talk about it. Like, mm-hmm. why did you do it? What mm-hmm. did you learn from that? How could you better handle it? Like, now, yeah. like, if we reached, if we as a couple have or had similar issues, like, yeah. whether it's because you weren't having enough sex with them, because you weren't being able to communicate your feelings, like, whatever the reasons yeah. were, yeah, like, we need to talk about it. Because I need to be able to trust you. And I don't want to, like, you are able to change as a human being and not yeah. mm-hmm. do your same mistakes. But if you haven't healed from that, I would say the, the, the same, similar to if you were somebody who's been cheated on, you also need to heal from it because yeah. there's a level yeah. of like, you can't bring your past relationships and assume, like what you said, you can't assume your partner's going to cheat up. Like that's not right. healthy mm-hmm. either. And the same is if you're somebody who's been, who's cheated on your partner with, like if you haven't done healing on that part, then I also don't want anything. Like it's more about the healing yeah. for me than the actual act. I think it's interesting because it is when I was online dating um, after Sean, it is a question that people ask, mm-hmm. like that I experienced. They ask, like, have you ever been cheated on or that kind of thing? Mm-hmm. And so then it's like, it's either like yes or no. And it's just interesting to me because thinking about yeah. it, it's like, well, what would I do in that instance? I never had to play the am I going to continue talking to this person because they did say they were a cheater um so I don't know how I would have let it play out but I think it would have been hard for me yeah just being cheated on and having that question be answered with yes I was a cheater in this past relationship um because then it it plants a seed in my brain Mm -hmm. that's like okay mm-hmm. can I fully trust this person knowing what I know yeah. about them yeah um which you know like you said it's not fair because people can change situational but, what have yeah. you like yeah especially if they did it like like let's say right now if I met somebody who's like yeah I cheated on my first boyfriend or first girlfriend um 10 years ago when I was in college and I did it because of these stupid reasons yeah. I, mm-hmm. I would be like okay you did it 10 years ago you haven't done it since yeah. you're like have been yeah. like I think like again maybe if I was 21 I wouldn't be still have been able to but now as a 31 year old 
I think it's part of the thing, like how many episodes ago we said, you don't reach 30 without relationship trauma. Like, and that includes being the cheater. Like Mm -hmm. I am somebody who, again, because I know people who I love and care about who made bad decisions and and cheated on their partner. Like, I don't think of them as a bad person. Like they're not, they made a mistake and they have had to deal with that. And that's, that's on them. And that's on them to yeah. deal with it, heal from it, along with their partner. Yeah. Like the the first yeah. step I feel like in my healing was just like forgiving him. I mean, like, yeah, yeah. You treated me like shit. You cheated on me, but like I need to forgive you in order to just like let go yeah. and heal myself. Because if I continue mm-hmm. to hold on to this, I don't know. I don't want to say hate, but like I mean, anger at least. Ang- yeah, anger. Like anger, anger think, and yeah. stuff. Like and pain. Then I'm yeah. I'm not doing myself any favors. Right. Mm-hmm. Um and I think the hard part too is like again, like it's a reflection on the relationship, right? Yeah. It's not a reflection on you as a person. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it's a reflection on them as a person. Yeah. They made that decision. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. they decided that for whatever re- whatever issue was ha- they were facing in their relationship instead of handling it with communication, mm-hmm. therapy, whatever, they wanted to break trust in order to either get out of the relationship yeah. or whatever, yeah. like to, for the thrill of it even, right? Because there are those people too, like, I know, like there are definitely assholes out there that are, are perpetually cheating and not deal, healing from it, not figuring out yeah. why they're doing it. Like, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. But I do feel like in so many situations, they just made the worst decision possible and- mm-hmm they need to deal with that yeah but I think we we as a society like we just shut down that conversation like we just demonize cheating in such a way that like not again not saying that we need to like hear from the cheaters of why they did it but like they need to they need to be able to process that they need to be yeah yeah I was gonna say you can hear from them only if they're willing to be honest with themselves about why they did it and at the time where he was still in my life he was not there and absolutely I think in order maybe for him to heal he has to come to the realization of why he did it too Mm -hmm. um in order to not be a repeat Mm -hmm. cheater but that's his own growth and yeah and it's not a reflection on you as a person that why he did that like Mm -hmm. you said like the for your first thought was what did i do yes for the longest time i blamed myself right for like yeah not doing enough or or what yeah I and I think that's a common reaction for any sort of trauma in a relationship is like Mm -hmm. what did how did I cause this what did I do to bring this down upon us essentially that's what I received so often was this is your fault this is your fault I'm mad at you you did this you did that this upset me yeah, um, he really was not an entry level psychopath. He he was like advanced level, like a <laughs> a brown a brown belt. I don't. Yeah. I that's a bad route for me to go down. I don't know the yeah. belts and black belts the top. I wouldn't. Maybe he's not a black belt, but like he's not a first belt. I whatever. He needed some serious <laughs> therapy. <laughs> yeah. Yes, he did, and hopefully he's freaking gotten it. I mean, yeah. it also. I, I don't I mean I don't want to bandy around the term narcissist but I just feel like that's the most common form of like psychopathy and yeah. when you're so wrapped up in yourself I feel like narcissists are the last people to go to therapy and also the people who need it the most and yeah 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 I hope for the people if not for him for the people who have to interact with him that he has done some reflection and growth hopefully with a professional but even if he's watching some tiktoker tell him that he should be feeling bad about these things yeah that would be great too yeah yeah i mean i think cheat like people are going to continue cheating until ultimately our society gets better at just actually dealing with relationships like yeah it's there is a level of like it's seen as an out for people right like Mm -hmm. not a lot of people i think would claim it but they would say like some of the times the reason why people cheat is because they're trying to get out of a relationship and they don't know how to do it oh yeah to instigate a breakup yeah right right the closest cheating to me I feel both times that was happening to bring about about the relationship end right 
And until like our society gets so much better at teaching communication skills and boundary mm-hmm. setting and yeah. mm-hmm. all of that, when it comes to relationship, yep. like skills that you need to be in a relationship with, people will mm-hmm. continue cheating. It, there's yep. like, you should be having important sex talks with your mm-hmm. children, children in mm-hmm. your life that aren't your children, whatever, but also mm-hmm. important relationship talks yeah yeah I think yeah so many of those red flags if I had had someone who said hey if you start experiencing this or if mm-hmm. they start treating you like this these are not okay things right but I was never like talked to about that I never understood that and yeah was so just like easily put into that yeah mindset that it took yeah I mean mm-hmm. some college classes and just like other experiences where I'm just like oh mm-hmm. <laughs> like oh. this this is now I get it not okay yeah. yeah and I shouldn't be putting up with it but yeah like I said it's it's hard to get out of its grasp for yeah. sure yeah I mean again, like it's all part of as somebody who again is studying sex education like when I talk about sex it's also about relationship yeah. relationship and sex education like yeah. we don't the relationship advice and lessons that we learn come from our parents mm-hmm. or the other adults in our lives mm-hmm. and whether like your parents are, and the adults in your life need to be having conversations with you and if they don't all you see is the modeling that they present and yep. even if like your parents have a pretty healthy relationship, like if they're not telling you, what does that mean to be a healthy relationship? You're not really seeing that, you know, like, you're mm-hmm. not really fully comprehending what that means. You know what I'm like? I'm trying to say like, it's just, yeah, your parents are going to always be your yeah. first models of what a relationship looks like. Yep. But if you aren't able to differentiate what's healthy and not healthy because your parents aren't talking to you about that. I mean, how many of us see our parents' relationships just like on a surface level? Right. Mm -hmm. Which is fine. Like we don't like Yeah, like that's that's their own business. But at the same time, like not always knowing what their relationship entails and how yeah, you know, not everything seems as what it is and everything like that. And so then too, just not being open about what relationships can look like what different relationships can Mm -hmm. look like how Mm -hmm. difficulties can affect your relationship and yeah like you said like you can't the the two go together like sex and relationships like Mm -hmm. both of those conversations are very important to have because I think it would help a lot of young adults or even young Anna recognize the signs more Mm -hmm. of Mm -hmm. getting into Mm -hmm. an abusive relationship and being able to get out sooner yeah well I'm just thinking too like some of the the, some of the lessons that our parents teach us or society Mm -hmm. teaches us too like that is just Mm -hmm. a bunch of bullshit right like the and there's various ones but like ones that I'm thinking of is is like if you never see your parents fight yeah but also, if you see, only see your parents fight or communicate poorly, right? Like you're not, but you're not really ever like learn like what is the right way. Like, mm-hmm. like I remember my dad saying one point that he never saw his parents like express like love, like never kissed mm-hmm. nothing, and I was kind of like, that's okay. Like there is yeah. like what? <laughs> oh but no. if you're not willing to <laughs> not like good. right, but if you're not yeah. willing, if that's the kind of environment you're just raised in, and you don't really mm-hmm. question it, like to look and say like oh, my parents had a bad marriage or like what that wasn't good. Like you're not having yeah. those conversations and kind of learning from that. Like, but also like the old yeah. adage that we learned about, like you shouldn't go to bed angry. And it's like, well, sometimes you're just going to go to bed angry. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Or just those old, like those lessons that we learn from our parents, but at the yeah. same time, like, are they really that good of lessons that we want to be learning from our parents? I think about that so, every day. But then also like, I think we could also just talk about religion. Like, we both grew up in very religious households. Mm-hmm. And so the way that religion informed how we thought about relationships growing up, mm-hmm. like, again, not to say that you're like, 
that you grew up in a household where your dad was like ruling with an iron fist yeah. because he was the man of the household but like right but I'm like there we grew up we grew up in a midwestern religious conservative environment where some of those messages were still ingrained in us mm-hmm. as women of like you do put up with shit from men because yeah they are it's, it's interesting though because yeah my dad is very non-confrontational though. yeah and mm-hmm. so like but when I you think... and I have talked about that that's why you're non-confrontational like that probably is one of the reasons why you did you put up with yeah. some stuff is because you didn't know how to handle conflict because again you're in your family conflict is it. you avoid conflict yeah, yeah. and I yeah. think like after I mean I don't know when it started to, to shift because I definitely have gotten better at it I think just over time conversations that you and I have had yeah confrontations that you and I have had it's yep. like screaming matches in this kitchen yes. <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> oh yeah good times um but yeah just like growing up in a household where like very non-confrontational to a point like I do remember there are times where it's just like after a certain point then it's like kind of like explodes a little bit yeah yeah um yeah yeah but confrontation I would say having confrontation skills as part of communication yeah which is part of being in relationships with others like not yeah. even just like romantic relationships with friendships. Any right? relationship, yeah. Yeah, like you there's... need to be willing to communicate, and you need to be willing to communicate about hard things. Yeah, um, yeah. difficult conversations. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's hard. If you don't have models for doing these things, mm-hmm. it can be really hard to navigate a healthy first relationship. I would say mm-hmm. for yeah. a lot of people, I feel like like. I bet if we all talked with our our friends about like your first relationship, I would be hard pressed mm-hmm. to believe that many people have like pretty healthy first relationships. But they're like, that was golden across the board. <laughs> right. Like I think there are some that like you can say, I really like I took really important lessons away from that and didn't experience like I think the the rate of of trauma or heartbreak yeah. in it would be different. And there are some people who'd be like, you know, it was a good learning experience. It wasn't the healthiest, yeah. but like I know a lot and not necessarily be carrying like a ton of trauma forward well actually but, like it's hard quick. it just like yeah we'll go ahead oh I like my first relationship which was happening at the same time yours was mm-hmm. it was not a sexual relationship though so my first boyfriend we did not have sex and I would say that like for the most part that wasn't a traumatic experience like he was a good first boyfriend in many ways mm-hmm. it was my first sexual relationship with the man after him that was toxic and not good so I think that like there is a layer of when you're not willing to talk about sex and relationships and how they intertwine Mm -hmm. and how a healthy relation how a healthy relationship that has sex in it like what those what that looks like that that I feel like is where some of the toxicity really comes in is because Mm -hmm. I do think you can obviously have emotional and mental Mm -hmm. abuse in a relationship that doesn't have any sex in it. But I do think sex brings on a layer of toxicity. It's different. Yeah. 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 Because for me, like the healing I've had to do is from just my first sexual relationship that Mm -hmm. lasted for years Mm -hmm. and was not healthy. Not my first boyfriend. Like he was fine. You know, a show that really explores all of these themes euphoria (laughs) (laughs) that I just started to watch and it is crystallizing for me now that my overwhelming feeling is that these 16 and 17 year olds should not be having sex like this is what the Puritans (laughs) were talking about like your brain is not developed enough to be this physically intimate with people like it's messing you up and that's not the case for everyone if you're in a healthy space you really understand your body and communication have sex as a teenager do your thing but if you're a teen on euphoria you should not be having (laughs) sex like no question none of you are ready at all anyway yep yeah i mean that yeah the even just the sexual relationship aspect of my relationship with my first boyfriend was not a good one either right like I would be hard pressed to believe that if you hadn't like 
even just like if you want to say it was just emotional abuse, right? Like there wasn't really a whole lot of physical abuse. I don't think you would say it was um, mostly more emotional and mental. And more emotional and mental. There was one incident where and it, it occurred in front of my roommate where mm-hmm. we were just like roughhousing around, nothing serious, and then something like a switch where he just like he took it too far and then just like immediately went upstairs and my roommate he just like he looked at me he's like are are you okay because I was shocked by Mm -hmm. it I was just like whoa like yeah where did that come from yeah um that was the only incident where I'm like okay like yeah what are we doing here what are we doing what I was saying is that I think sexual abuse pretty much almost comes with any type of abuse you know what I mean like I would I don't have the data to back this up or anything but I would have a hard time believing that like someone who's emotionally abusive is not abusive it's like just somehow yeah being normal on the sex front yeah I very much felt used right um Mm -hmm. just like yeah they're the the connection with with sex and everything like it wasn't right healthy by any means um and even then in that aspect of our relationship there was a moment in the beginning where again it's like Anna come on where he abused my trust and in a moment of vulnerability took pictures of me without my knowledge yeah and mm-hmm. again like I blamed myself mm-hmm. yeah and like he he did feel bad he did delete the pictures and everything but it was still just one of those moments where it's like I was yeah. being vulnerable I was trusting you and this is what you give me in return and yeah. again like everything from that first relationship has played out in mm-hmm my like my next two relationships yeah yeah um and thankfully my second relationship which I had not dated for probably almost a year I wasn't really on any Mm -hmm. dating apps or anything I just like had zero desire to like yeah be in a relationship with any guys um and then I decided to go online dating and I met someone who I dated for three years and that was very it was a very healing experience it helped me heal a lot but there was a lot of conversations that we had about how I viewed being sexually intimate and um how my past relationship there were still things that I was like working through Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. in the end the relationship itself wasn't what it, it ran was, its course it ran its course yeah, yeah. um mm-hmm. and it was never meant to be more than what it was yep. but I think it was very nice to have been in a relationship where I was able to feel respected on all aspects sure. um emotionally mentally all of that mm-hmm. um which then just helped me build myself up to where I am today and mm-hmm. how I am in my relationship with Chris yeah um yeah. to where we are able to talk about all of these things and mm-hmm. I I think that's yeah that's been Good. even though that relationship was had its own thing weird forks in it yeah um <laughs> it did help me it definitely yeah. Yeah. it definitely helped me yeah I mean yeah, yeah. like the only way to get through trauma is to truly just get through it. Yeah. And like, it's whether it's, through, it's a through, not an around, yeah. not an yeah. over, not an under. Mm-hmm. Yep. And like, even with, even with the relationships that don't last long-term, like they can still be helpful and useful. And like, I know in my own journey, like healing journey with men, like even the relationships that didn't work out or like my male friendships that I've created. Like, I remember my therapist telling me at one point, um, that she thinks it's very good for me to have just male friendships mm-hmm. because yeah. of my own issues and like lack of trust with men like yeah. 
that mm-hmm. I need to be okay with just like male friendships, right? Yeah. And that's a piece of my own healing journey from my own stuff. And that, so like recognizing that even those relationships, those friendships are healing me. Yeah. So mm-hmm. when I'm in a relationship later on, they have helped me in that healing process to be a better person yeah. in my actual relationship with a man later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, I think once again, we have solved all of the world's problems when it comes to infidelity. <laughs> we fixed it. <laughs> and we fixed infidelity. Yes. No one Nailed else is going to ever do it again. <laughs> Cheat again. Nope. Lol. <laughs> Lol. So thanks, Anna, for joining us tonight. Yeah, of course. Appreciate yeah. it. Hopefully, um, any of the other listeners who've had to experience some kind of cheating, either whether it's they they've cheated, they were cheated on, or secondhand cheating um struggles felt kind of heard tonight because again I think it's important to talk about these like we (laughs) we joke about relationships a lot as single gals but obviously there's a lot that does go on that Mm -hmm. can be difficult so yeah yeah thanks and if you are a cheater who desires to get in touch with us the yeah. only prerequisite is that you need to have gone to therapy. <laughs> don't don't come to us. Don't come to us without having a little bit of therapy between yep. you and the thing. I mean, I would argue at this point, like almost anybody should go into therapy. <laughs> oh, for um, sure. But for sure. Yes, for sure. All right. Well, thanks everyone. Good chatting Thank and you. see you later. Yeah. Bye pals. If you're enjoying Ope I Did It Again, follow us on Instagram at Ope Podcast. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Email us. Tell us your stories. You can reach us at OpePodcast22 at gmail.com.